When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Mallory, and this is my Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast. I'm here to teach you how to trade in a complex, ever-changing world of finance. Learn what it means to trade profitably and consistently, managing risk, avoiding the pitfalls of trading, and most importantly, to let those winners run wild. You can succeed at the stock market, and I'm ready to show you how. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan Mallory with Swing Trading the Stock Market, and on this episode, I'm going to be answering a recent email that I got. It's great. I think it's a good question. It's short to the point, but I feel like there's a lot to talk about and unpackage with this particular email. Now, once again, I'm not going to give away the guy's identity. His name for this episode is Hank. Hank sent me an email. Before I get into it right now, I've got myself an old fashioned that I make. Now, I tell you what, I don't do a lot of things good in this world. I make really good burgers and I make really good cocktails. And I don't make like every cocktail. I make like good old fashions. I've yet to have an old fashioned that's better than mine. And I make pretty good margaritas. And then I have a uh, a drink that I've created for myself using a pomegranate liqueur, which is really good, by the way. That's a different episode. But anyways, this old fashioned, I'm using Knob Creek Small Batch 100 Proof. I tell you what, old fashions are great, but there's a couple of key factors with the old fashioned when you make these things. You've got to use a big ice cube. If you don't use a big ice cube, it's just all for waste. And I go to these restaurants and they still give you like crushed ice or like really tiny pieces of ice like it came from an ice maker. No, don't do that. Always got to give me like a a good solid piece of ice. I mean, a nice square cube. That's about two inches. You got to. You do that, it makes the whole drink completely different. It's not going to dilute as fast. And then I'm pretty heavy on the bitters too. So I like putting a lot of bitters in there, orange bitters, the aromatic bitters, and then the uh, big ice cube. Put a little bit of simple syrup in it. And then the Knob Creek, 100 proof. 50% 50% alcohol, small batch. So that's it. That's that's my drink of choice while I'm doing this podcast episode tonight. Now, Hank says, Ryan, I've been listening to and enjoying your podcasts over the past few months. Man, I, I always like it when they start off like this because I get some crappy emails too from people. But this is always nice when people are liking my podcast. And that's probably one of the things that I'm getting the most emails about is the podcast. Very informative and helpful. Thank you so much. How does one manage the risk using stop losses for swing trades against macro level events? For example, you buy a stock at $100 today and the stock moves from 98 to 102 for a few days with your stop loss set at 95. The next evening an event occurs that negatively impacts this stock or maybe the entire market sector or industry and the stock opens at $88 the following morning, missing the stop at $95. I know that having a hard stop is always going to be better than using a mental stop in the long run. Do you simply sell at the open market at lower prices and accept the loss as part of investing or is there some other strategy in these cases? Regards, Hank. Now, Hank Hank raises a really good question here because it is one of the hardest things to deal with when you say buy a stock at 100, you have your stop loss set at 95. Let's say it gets down to like $97. You're not stopped out yet. You're still in the game, but then a bad news piece comes out and it's opening up at 
$90 a share, or maybe it's worse. Maybe you held through earnings and it's like at $80 a share. What do you do? Well, for one, you can't you can't guard against macro level events that makes your stop loss irrelevant and opens way below it. You just can't do nothing about it. But the one thing I do not think that you do is you hold on hoping that it'll get right back up. Now, there's a couple of things that I like to do with my trades when this happens. For one, I never put my stop losses in as good to cancel. I always put my stop losses in after the market opens each and every day. Kind of tedious, especially if you get like 15, 20 positions in your portfolio, then you're putting in just a bazillion stop losses for the day. And that can take some time. But usually I put my stops in within the first two to three minutes of a trading session. If I don't have that many, it can be like within 30, 40 seconds. But a lot of people, if they have a stop loss at 95 and it opens at 90, what they're going to do is they're going to hope that it comes back so they can get back out at their original stop loss. That can be a very, very dangerous game because oftentimes it goes from 90, especially if it's really bad news, like if it's earnings or if it's like a major news event. Like If you go back to last year, we had the whole trade war issue with China and you were constantly having these like 40, 50 point gap downs and you would be blowing through stops. One that did it to me recently was Boeing earlier this year. Boeing always has bad news coming out, it seems like, or at the time when I was trading it. I don't even trade it anymore because I hate the fact that every time I trade it, it seems like a plane falls out of the sky or you get some kind of negative news piece like they're shutting down production and the stock just gets hammered. I can't handle that. If a stock has a lot of headline risk, I'm not going to trade it because I don't want what Hank's describing here to happen to me. Now, you can't avoid it entirely. You go back to the beginning of 2019. I was in Apple. I got stopped out because they decided uh, out of nowhere to guide lower on their earnings going forward. It was a 7% loss that I wasn't expecting to take. It blew way below my stop loss. Took me out of the trade. So one of the ways that you can avoid that is by simply not trading these stocks that have huge headline risk. Another industry that has a lot of headline risk is the biotechs. That's why you don't see me really trading very rarely. Like maybe I'll do Gilead. But for the most part, I won't trade an individual biotech stock. Especially like a low dollar one where it's like they have one drug. It's in the FDA approval process. The entire company's existence hinges on whether or not they're going to get the approval. The approval's up in the air whether or not they're going to get it. Yeah, I don't want that kind of risk because if I'm wrong, it's going to kill me. Now, if I'm right, yeah, I'm going to make a lot of money. But the key to trading is not about the profits. It's about the risk. That's why we call it risk management, not return management, because we're trying to manage the risk. Man, that old fashioned's good tonight. Good grief. Anyways, I could have like three of those, but I know that's not a good idea. But when you know that there's a lot of macro level events, and one of the perfect examples was last year with the China trade war, that's probably a time to maybe tighten the number of positions up that you're trading. Take some profits along the way so that if you do get hit with a macro level event that takes your stocks all the way past your stop loss before the market even opens, then at least then you're coming away with some profits on a portion of your position, which helps to offset the losses that you take on the rest of your position. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. But inevitably, you're going to get hit with a trade that takes you below your stop loss. Now, I have a do not trade list. Boeing, for instance, is on it. I just don't want to trade that stock. A lot of people are trading it right now. A lot of people like it. A lot of people think it's going to make a comeback. But the headline risk is too much for me. This thing has a news piece that's coming out almost every single day. And a lot of times they're contradicting each other. So it causes it to go way up and then way down. 
I don't need that in my life. But one thing that's that's helped me out over the years, particularly if it's a macro level event that takes me out of my stop loss when the market opens, is sometimes I'll wait like a couple of minutes into the open. Now, that's not me waiting to see whether or not I can get back to my original stop loss. Maybe I will be able to get out at my original stop loss, but that's not the intention there. Really, what I'm trying to do is, is that a lot of times when you see, and especially of late, you see your stock blow way past your stop loss. And this is usually more for like your mid cap and large cap stocks. You see a stock that goes way below your stop loss and it's because of a macro level event, not anything to do with that particular stock. Oftentimes you will see some short covering at the open and that short covering gives it like a little bit of a temporary boost. Maybe if it's like opening up at $90, you'll see it get back up to like 91, 91.50, maybe even 92, and you can shave a couple of percentage points off of it. Now, you got to be quick about it because you can't hold it for like an hour or two or for the rest of the trading day hoping that it'll come up. It's it's almost like an inefficiency when the market opens is that and it's not going to happen every time. I'm not even going to say it's going to happen going forward. But for me, over the past couple of years, it's actually been a really great trick to wait for a couple minutes that's another reason why i don't put my stop losses in until after the market opens and then the stock rises just a little bit you have some short covering or you have some dip buyers that are coming in to try to take advantage of the weakness you can kind of ride that back up before it possibly takes another dip lower because so many times i've gotten out in those first few minutes of trading and then the rest of the day it's selling off but that was like the only moment of the trading session that it was really seeing any kind of buying Hey, before I get any further into this podcast, can you guys do me a huge favor? Can you guys leave a review of what you think of this podcast for me? That would be a huge favor for me because like my YouTube channel, like my website, I'm continuously trying to grow this channel, trying to grow this podcast, and I want to see it continue to expand and reach more and more people. So if you could go to the Apple podcast app and leave a review, whether it, you want to leave some text to, that would be great. I would be thoroughly appreciative of that so if you can just do that that would be great or if whatever platform you're listening to if they have something that lets you leave a review i would be very thankful towards you for doing that but back to these stop losses because yes it's always good to have a hard stop loss because if you're using a mental stop loss like hank talked about in this email what happens is is that your stop loss is triggered and you're going to tell yourself let's see if it really goes through that stop loss or if it's going to bounce right back up and sometimes it does bounce back up But a lot of times it goes right through that stop loss and keeps selling off. And the further it goes down, you're going to be like, oh, I'm just going to wait to see if it bounces up now. Oh, boy, I'm really down. Now I got to wait for it to bounce back up. And so it's like the slippery slope that you get yourself into and you're just constantly waiting for it to bounce back. But maybe it doesn't bounce for like another five or 10 percent. And then you're stuck into this trade that you're taking a huge loss on. But in terms of waking up and the macro event takes you way below your stop loss. Yeah, you sometimes will have that two to five minute period there where the stock will try to pop back up it may not even be that much it might be like a half percent one percent maybe at two or three percent but more times than not it won't even last so you got to kind of be aggressive about taking the profits there another technique that some people use and i'm not against it i think there's more risk to doing it is letting the price action settle in for the first 15 minutes of trading and then putting your new stop loss below the 15 minute lows of the day now there's a little bit of a issue with me in that when you do that you take on a whole lot of risk of this thing dropping another 5, 6, maybe 10 or 15%, depending on how bad the news is. And if that happens, well, yes, you're creating a new stop loss, but it might be a whole lot lower than if you would have just taken your medicine within the first couple of minutes of trading. So while that can prove to be a good technique at times, and the reason why it can be a good technique is that 
I've seen more times than not in the first 10, 15 minutes of trading, sometimes the first 30 minutes of trading, where the stock will put in a bottom and rally back higher the rest of the day. So if that's going to happen with that particular stock, and it's a macro level event that's causing the stock to go down and not like a missed earnings or you know dilution of shares or some kind of earnings warning, then yeah, you have a potential for it to put in a bottom and just rally back up the rest of the day. So that's another technique to use there as well. But overall, I like to go ahead and just wait a couple of minutes at the market open as I'm putting in my stop losses to see if that stock is going to bounce a little bit for me at the open so I can go ahead and at least get out at a higher price than what I expected to get out at. Oh, and by the way, too, check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash share planner. New feature rolled out there. It's called channel memberships. You get access to my watch lists and you get access to some of my market analysis. And you also get access once a week to FANG updates with Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google, Microsoft, and Tesla. So I know Tesla's not in the FANG, nor is Microsoft, but we call it FANGum for Microsoft. But you can't really put the T on there because it doesn't even sound right. But anyways... Fangum plus Tesla, that's one of the levels. There's four levels to choose from. And then you also have um, S&P analysis. You also get my updated watch list twice a week. So check that out, youtube.com slash share planner. Click on the join button and choose the plan that you want. Thank you, guys. If you guys have any questions, feel free to email me. I still want to get your emails. Keep sending me your emails. If I get so many of them that I have to do like five podcasts a week, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll make a podcast out of every one of them doesn't mean that I won't get behind a little bit on them, but I will do it because if there's that much of a demand for me to answer your questions, I will do everything possible. And that includes doing up to five podcasts a week to answer them. Um, so yeah, keep sending them my way. Great questions. This was a great question from Hank today. Thank you for sending that to me. It was a very helpful question that I know a lot of traders wonder about. So thank you for sending me that email, Hank. Thank you guys. God bless. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Swing Trading the Stock Market. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the Share Planner Trading Block, where I navigate the stock market each day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you will get a seven-day trial and access to my trading room, including alerts via text, email, and WhatsApp. So go ahead, sign up by going to shareplanner.com slash trading block. That's www.shareplanner.com slash trading block. And follow me on Share Planner's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I provide unique market and trading information every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at ryan at shareplanner.com. All the best to you, and I look forward to trading with you soon. Mm-hmm.